Hello and welcome to episode 20 of Paper Tuesdays with Michael Dwyer and Mark Halpin. I'm Mark Halpin. And I'm Michael Dwyer and we're joined by none other than Liam Spratt. Liam, it's a great pleasure to have you with us. I'd say you're our most high profile guest. I'm sure the other guests won't take offence from that one. Uh, you're the voice of Wexford really and uh, it's it's a great pleasure to have you with us. Thanks for coming all the way from Clonroach. Yeah, I'm delighted, lads, but you need to settle down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, don't overdo it. Don't, don't overdo it. There's you know, no halo here. You don't know that what position I'm in now to be surrounded by two of the greatest commentators that Wexford has to offer. Well, I don't know. I don't, well, let's go stick with Liam, I'd say. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to Liam's sporting prowess first, but we'll, 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 well, in a little while, but we'll go to our newspapers as we do, Liam, uh, first of all, and we have our Parish of the Week. And this week it comes from a Church of Ireland parish in uh, Liverpool, courtesy of the Irish Post newspaper. And um, this is one about Lisburn-born Reverend Matthew Davis. He was appointed to Anglican St. Luke's Church in Formby. And then this was this announcement was just posted on the local Facebook page. And then it triggered comments about his um, his that he was of a rather fetching character and they said gorgeous hot 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 other comments included forgive me father for I'm about to sin could be a flea bag type situation ooh yes just had the sudden urge to go to confession so this all took uh, a hold anyway one person wasn't too happy with these uh, lewd comments I wonder if this was a female vicar and men were making lewd comments how would you respond so there you have it regardless for this uh, bit of entertainment anyway we're giving the parish of the week title to St Luke's Church in Formby could do with him over here. <laughs> <laughs> Few of the parishes I know. <laughs> right up the place, yeah. <laughs> so we'll go to ah yes, this is a good story. Uh, actually, Liam, you um, read a lot of newspapers, local newspapers as well. Um, yeah, yeah, to yeah. Keep up with sport around the c- country, really. Wouldn't yeah, you? yeah. The danger for newspapers is everything is on the internet now. Yeah. But it, sometimes you can't believe what you read on the internet, but the paper is probably the best source because it's the most accurate source still newspapers are the most accurate source still of information but you know sometimes you can't trust what you see on google or you know yeah i can go onto wikipedia and change anything yeah and that's it, like you know, that's the problem with it article. yeah yeah i can write an article on yeah, i could have been full back for Ireland and rugby and yeah. you know, the <laughs> <laughs> but they really have a great utility i think when say the in a normal championship season when you're in the qualifiers and you're trying to read up on a county elsewhere you were probably reaching for that local newspaper to yeah to i usually give somebody a ring that i know i nearly right. know everybody in every county or you know so you probably ring and getting the information firsthand is nearly better than yeah you know than than um hurling is easier because obviously you were playing the same teams all the time so mm. your research is but i'd usually ring uh, my opposite number in the local radio station Say it was Galway, I'd ring Galway Bay, the boys, I know all the boys and all the radio stations and they'd know what's going on. Yeah. So they'd, we'd swap information. There's definitely a good um, bond between y'all. Like you even had the Sports Journalist Golf Society recently. You had yeah, 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 yeah. There is, there, yeah, that, well there has to be. It's like it's like everything. There, ha- there has to be because we can swap stories. And the radio is important. I know all the games are being streamed at the moment, but I think the radio is important for, <coughs> excuse me, elderly people and people that are sick in hospital. And <coughs> basically, you're painting a picture that people can't see. Exactly. You know, so um, it's important. And to be honest with you, half the time you won't use what facts you get. Um, I, I've, I've the worst memory in Ireland. But if I if I research a player, it'll come to you during the game. You don't mightn't even have it written down. You'll remember. Yeah. Mm. You'll remember something about him. You know. Yeah. Because sometimes, uh, you see a lot of guys with reams of papers. You don't have yeah. time to go through it. You want. You know. You have to keep free flowing. But mm. it's no harm to be aware of your, 
subject, all right. It, I mean, it does help. It is a big help, obviously. Yeah. You said there about painting a picture. Well, there was one problem there facing, uh, from the Connacht Tribune there, facing one uh, seagull there recently, who... Um, staged an almighty battle against a great rival himself so this was a herring goal and he could not contain himself with aggression when confronted by his own reflection on the giant reflective box called mirror pavilion installed as part of galway international arts festival so this caused quite a bit of consternation and eventually actually um this a wildlife sanctuary got their hands on him and uh, they had to restrain him because he was getting too um incensed by his own reflection and he'll now remain at a sanctuary near bar until the until later this month when the installation will move to Bally Connolly. So there you are now. That's uh, quite the story, isn't it? About one seagull's adventures in, in Galway. A self-destructive seagull. Yeah. Of all things, it breaks my heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we have some self-destructive sports people too, don't we? <laughs> we definitely do. You don't need a mirror. They don't need a mirror <laughs> to self-destruct. Positive story in sport as well coming from the Limerick leader where um, there was a great celebration for Napiersha goalkeeper uh, Padraig Kennedy. At the end of the game, he rang, ran the length of the field, grabbed his gear bag and left the grounds because he had been told that his wife was about to go into labour. Now, um, she didn't go into labour then for another few hours and she gave birth the next morning at five o'clock. But he's the happiest man in Ireland. He said everything went great, a fit and healthy baby. It's all just brilliant. So it's uh, great news for him and uh, the Napiersha club who and Kennedy now holds six Limerick Senior Hurling Championship medal so there you are some weekend for him alright yeah uh, normally county final babies are born nine months after the county final not on the day of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we've had a lockdown though don't forget oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah <laughs> and then our final story this week is about uh, Conal Fagan this man is an Irishman working as a leprechaun mascot for the Notre Dame fighting Irish football team and he regards it as something that's pretty special. He's going into the final year at University of Notre Dame and he says that the leprechaun is such a prestigious position so having that culture and the heritage and knowing that he's part of it is pr- something pretty special. He's also known as Leprechaunal given his first name Conal and um, he, they, the leprechaun's uh, job is to uh, bring magical powers and good luck to the Notre Dame uh, football team. So there you are now. Um, he's he's from a working class family and he's uh, glad to have made it all the way to Notre Dame and uh, he's uh, chuffed at his success. So there you have it now. Fantastic. Yeah. Do yeah. you reckon, Liam, we'd ever have mascots in GA? Well, there, ha- there has been, you know, not dressed up ones, but there has been... Uh, young boys and girls get a get a privilege of that's true. You know, but there's there. It's a fair point. They should probably should be. Mm. You know. Get into that. A yellow belly, or like yeah, something like that. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. The model county. You could do model. <laughs> you could be modeling. Uh, don't think so. <laughs> no. Pass. So there's our newspapers theme. Now I think you'd know every, nearly every Wexford person. I'd say within maybe one person, you'd be able to pin them down on where their family connections and that type of thing would that be fair to say yeah, maybe yeah if they're maybe. connected to GA, they have to be yeah or other sports I mean I have a huge interest in other sports oh well, exactly obviously. yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, well one is James Flood right so yeah. he'd be a son of Paddy Flood yeah you know his whole family now I bet yeah, you yeah, don't you yeah, yeah. well on this podcast theme he is uh, Flash Flood any reason for that oh do you know what <laughs> yeah, yeah. we'll let the voice note tell the story I have a problem I have a big problem this week it, and, and it's it's a, it kind of comes back to people 
from north of Wicklow and south of Mead Loud, that neck of the woods. Um, and, and there's a little bit of a story involved in it this week, but the long and the short of his, I, I went out for a little bit of a ramble there last week, and a bit of a walk, and I came, came across a person interfering with a fairy ring. Now, I won't say how they were interfering it. Well, I will say, they were taking it apart, basically. They were taking stones out of it and throwing them and chaps in them there. Like, let's leave the fairy ring alone. It's, it's, you know, it's not good, like. And I, I'd be a big believer now. I wouldn't believe in a lot of things. But I'd believe in the fairies and the banshees and the pukas and, and all that sort of thing. Like, I remember there was one night I was walking home after a few... Uh, few sarsaparillas and I was at that scary bit of the hill at the bottom of the anchor there and it was a real clear night and it was pitch dark at the same time the, the mist was coming in off the moors but all of a sudden I heard this god awful howling well I don't know what made me think but I could have swore the banshee was coming after me and on I went up the road and I never ran as hard never, never ran as fast woke up the next morning I couldn't move me knees and hips were crippled but it turned out it was only a fox howling but here was me in me in me drink adult state thinking it, it was a banshee but the banshees are real i've heard stories banshee is real you don't cross her but going back to the original thing you don't interfere with the fairy rings and the fairy forts and, and the fairy houses you don't touch them bad cess and bad luck if you touch them and you, you leave the fairies alone and they leave you alone and that's it's a good rule to live by no. no. Any fairy forts around the bar? Um, there's one. There's a couple around Bree where where I was born originally. Yeah. 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 You may explain yeah. this to me now. Yeah. What, a fairy like, fort. What a fairy ring or a fairy fort is. Yeah, it was kind of uh, uh, it was an old tradition where, uh, as he said, you believe in in uh, the banshee and all that. I remember that when I was young. I remember coming home from. Uh, I think we were training one night and it was very dark my brother and myself and we were coming by we had to come by a local graveyard and uh, these two we didn't know at the time but these two local yahoos were standing on the two piers of the graveyard would be quite cheat on them the flight <laughs> the flight I'd say you could smell us for the next three days but we were only very young so we scampered up the hill and we were racing home and telling everybody what happened, you know. So the boys were into the habit of doing it. And we were coming home another night then and, and the same fellas with nothing to do. Uh, they'd lob out sods off the, out over the ditch at you when you'd, be, when you'd be walking by. And you couldn't see anyone inside. So I'm not, I'm not sure it was a fairy fort. I think I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure of the... Is it the, a mound or is it something to do with the hawthorn? No, hot it's or? filled in with stones. It's a, a certain oh, right. area where fairy ring or where where they gathered and where they, they, they can cast a spell. And I think that's why he's saying you don't touch it. So, no. yeah. So I think there's a lot of them around. Is a banshee a fairy then? Oh, that's a... No, no the, the banshee know, was a howling woman, I think. Yeah, was. Yeah. 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 But it's not yeah. a form of fairy or a fairy who went bad yeah. or anything like that. You see, there was no television that time, so the boys. Had, yeah, you lumped. So everybody had to spread stories about yeah. some. I bet you've heard many name about. Uh, you know where a man can't get out of a field. Nathan well, Lake. that happened. That I had the. We used to pick strawberries when we were very young, my brother and myself, and we used to we 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 walked about four miles across the field, where we were picking the strawberries. We could go across the field to it. And we were coming home one night in the dark and we couldn't get out of this field. And we were, bear in mind, we were walking this way every day for about seven or eight weeks. And there was one night coming back, it was dark and we couldn't, we couldn't find the gate. 
we eventually found it but we you know your sense of direction would take it where the gate was but mm. for ages we couldn't we couldn't yeah. I mean no phones that time to put to show lamps or anything we eventually after I'd say a good half hour we eventually found our way out so it is true it was true that night anyway yeah yeah. And we were too young to have drink or to have anything like that, honestly. <laughs> I was just we were only about we were only about thirteen or fourteen, I'd say, at the time. Oh yeah, I've had nights where I can't find my way out of my bedroom in the dark when I'm drunk and tear the whole place asunder, <laughs> but no, that's mad. But do we agree with James? Are we superstitious? Do we say Well I can't, I can't some people are superstitious, I'd say. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. But I, I wouldn't know much about it really. All yeah. this stuff, so yeah, I can't say like that. My yeah. favourite number is six, so I would be I would be you know that would that would be my favorite number of is if I was had a phone or if I was doing bingo or if I was doing anything six would always be in it. Six. You 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 do bingo, do you? No, I don't. But oh, if, no, but I'm just saying if sorry, I had to use yeah, a number, yeah, like six would be. But, yeah. but that kind of touches on something. Like nothing would surprise me what you have or haven't done. <laughs> like whether it's uh, yeah. your the history of your clubs is fascinating. What like when you play cricket, uh, you've two or three rugby clubs. You've a few yeah, soccer. Yeah, well, I played with Enniscorthy rugby club. Uh, that's your main yeah, one they had, they had a cricket cricket club years ago when I was a young fella disbanded cricket is coming back now they're trying to start a team you have one in Gory now back again yeah uh, cricket was a great game we would have been all playing cricket only for Ireland was invented we Ireland would be top class in cricket because that's what we played until Ireland was invented so yeah I love cricket it's a great game to play rugby's a great game to play all those games that you sometimes are not great to watch are great games to play. Yeah. Cricket, for argument's sake, if you were up against a fastball or you've less than a second to see that ball coming down and your pads on you, the bat is quite heavy mm-hmm. and you've got to judge if he's going to spin it or, you know, there's a, there's a huge skill in, in cricket that's not appreciated. Yeah. So from playing all these sports, like, obviously that was... A Tried everything. Crack. Tennis as yeah. well. I love tennis as well. Mm-hmm. We had a tennis... They built a new um, community centre in Bree. Uh, when we were young and they put up two tennis courts and we kind of started a tennis club and then Warren's up the road from about a m- half a mile from Bree um, they had a grass court so we used to play there every Sunday they had a croquet we used to play croquet in the afternoon Did you? when you weren't playing tennis because there's only one court so you got your chance on the on the tennis court but most of the people who were playing were going off early on the Sunday night, were going to dances and stuff, but John and myself were too young to go to dances. And so we used to end up playing until we couldn't barely see the balls. The grass was fantastic because you could dive around the place. And, and then we played in Enniscorthy, and Enniscorthy was a clay court, so you can throw yourself around on a clay court as well. You know, you can really slide and, and that, but on obviously on new courts, you won't get hurt if you fall, but you're not inclined to dive. It was great on the grass court because you dive for a ball it was the very same as a goalie yeah and uh, then we used to walk home through a great protestant graveyard on the way from the tennis club <laughs> and i was afraid of my you know what but john didn't give a damn you know he just was john your he's a younger brother yeah he's oh, next to brother. me yeah yeah he played mostly soccer and football yeah john, yeah but you love the skill of the sport uh, of sport in general and ah, i suppose yeah. that's why now you're able to yeah, every, you're so enthusiastic about yeah, every, every sport has its own defining qualities and its own skills obviously and I would say Ireland is a mad sports country and Wexford is a mad sports county when you think of the variety of sport in Wexford you have you know you have the J which is quite strong you have rugby and a scorter in the AIL now so playing senior rugby you have Wexford we have a team in the League of Ireland in soccer 
Uh, we have outstanding horse people, trainers and jockeys. Uh, we've good athletes. You know, it's a it's a unique county, really. Yeah, and say, um, say on a personal level, like you throw yourself into so many projects, and like you love theatre over the years. Um, yeah, yeah, obviously you're even theater, a, new winter, Yeah, you're even a board director of it's good to talk. Yeah, like, yeah, mental health. yeah, Like you know, you yeah. have so many interests, and you're so passionate about them. Like, is that has that been a defining trait or characteristic of of you? Like you always go for yeah. things yeah uh, I don't believe in I don't have a time minute to myself but that's the way I like it yeah you know as you get older mm. you realise life is passing by very quickly you know if you want to stay in the bed for a day that's fine but you'll you'll be the eyes will be closed for a long time mm. uh, I believe in keeping busy I, I worked as a medical rep for 28 years with, with uh, Wyatt yeah uh, they're now part of Pfizer group and that's why I got a deal and left then I started an embroidery business as well as the radio. So the radio has only ever been a hobby, but I've always been involved in the rugby club. Um, I've always been involved in tennis and then I play golf as well. Well, badly, but I play golf as well. So, I mean, life is for living. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't realise that. A lot of sports people, a lot of people that play sports, some of them, I would say, are disappointed when they get to 34, 35 and they say to themselves, I should have put in more effort. I probably should have, you know, most of the guys you talk to, the retire regret that they can't keep playing. Yeah. They mightn't say it openly, but they do regret it. Yeah. So I get annoyed with, with, with people that play sport that don't put the effort in for those 10 or 12 years. Basically, it's only 10 or 12 years that, yeah. you, that you're going to stay at it when yeah. you think about it, you know. Yeah. And sport is huge. I know from being involved in it's good to talk. It, it, we, it's good to talk provides. It's, it's like Ask Tom and Gorey. Mm. So it provides uh, affordable um, care for people that are on the edge, I suppose, or not feeling mm. too well. And there's an awful lot of people out there. And I think from that point of view, sport is very good. Yeah. Um, you know, it teaches you how to, when you start sports, the youngster teaches you how to get on with people, teaches you how to respect people. And, and most importantly, uh, you make friends of it. Yeah, definitely a strong community, mm. friendship, and then you go to school with them lads too. Yeah, absolutely, so you, you yeah. You form strong yeah. relationships that way. Yeah, it's a very important fabric, part of our fabric, as we've seen that in the lockdown, how mm. important it is that, yeah. you know, every club has massive numbers training because they've nothing else to do. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. 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 You know, you so it's been good in one way and that way. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned earlier how, you know, radio still has a, a huge place and, well, it... it it definitely had a an important place, an integral place when you first started. When, uh, you know, that was the main. That was Twitter and everything yeah, combined yeah, in one yeah. medium. I got into it by accident. Actually, there was a pirate radio station in in Wexford. There was a couple of pirate radio stations. Actually, I remember one of them. We were it was over Pat Murphy's hairdressing salon, and it was in the days where the law were were starting to crack down on on stations and i was doing sport on saturday afternoon and and uh, i won't name the person but he just came in and packed up the gear because the guards weren't too far away so we, we went off the air we went down the stairs actually the radio station went down the stairs so at least the legal the legalized it then it was good and i just got into it by accident just aiming bottle who was involved just um i met him one evening about 10 days before the radio station started actually and he just said to me, your name had come up for sport and we interested. Uh, we were surprised you didn't apply. And I said, I didn't know it was opening. So uh, Noel Landers had been, had been hired to kind of hire people 
because Noel was Mr. Boxing and RT and he was at RT at the time and and um so we had a chat, we read the evening press and um had a chat and he showed me a box of tapes that he had about fellas. I don't have time to go through those, he said. <laughs> uh, anyway, we ended up in Kyo's pub anyway and uh, the rest, as I say, is history, I suppose, which just yeah. happened by accident, you know. I had to talk to my people in work then that, you know, they had no problem, wasn't I, as long as I was, wasn't was on it during the day, working day. So it had to be, it was weekend, basically. Yeah. So that's how it started, really. But, like, you must have, it must have been great knowing that you were just bringing the game to someone down the lane. Yeah, I'm or I'm not that sure if you thought of it like that. We, right. We were, we, the radio started in October. Of 1989 but we didn't do our first commentary until 1990 it was the county final was the first one we did yeah and somebody down there said just we better do commentary on the matches lads you know so kind of had a meeting and i'm ah, sure i'll give it a lash i said that's how it happened really yeah and then we had to fight our way in the press box the press didn't want us a lot of press around that time and yeah they they we weren't in the annual NUJ or anything like that so we had to fight our corner to gain respect and it took a long time actually it took probably 10 years for us to for for us to gain recognition you know took but a say long those time. sports hours and coverage at the weekends like you remember God rest him uh, John Jude and Happy yeah, Hallipin, yeah, you Happy know Hallipin, like yeah. you had many characters that brought as you say the yeah, many yeah. sports of Wexford and like he covered what was it show jumping everything and... we covered everything yeah yeah we, we, we our motto and still probably is still we would like to feel is local national international because people can get national international yeah but yeah. they can't get local yeah. you know so um I suppose Twitter and Twitter and Facebook, or Twitter in particular, has put a lot of pressure on radio stations and newspapers because the news is instant. All you can do is dress up, you know. They yeah. you know, they know the results, but at least you can dress up the results and stuff like that after. But you've the human side of it, like you on with Alan Corcoran say on, on Mondays and Fridays. Yeah, like you you are bringing oh so and so is going well so and so is coming along oh the club is like mm-hmm. that that's a really important and valuable part that like pundits right well pundits and followers of sport yeah. right across the county love that's what they thrive on you know it's yeah and you try talk. and you try at this stage i feel i can give my opinion you know you're a long time at it yeah you try and be you try and be fair in your in your criticism but i i would stand over anything i'd say you have to remember too that you can't be too critical because it was Liam Griffin that said we have our own heroes, you know, with their own jerseys on, not Liverpool, not Newcastle or Man United jerseys. So it's a bit the same. You're, you know, the guys that you're talking about. You yeah. meet them at training. You know their parents. So you can't be overly critical. The banter you've had down the years must be. Oh, yeah, you know. yeah, we've we've said some stupid things. Well, I've said some stupid <laughs> things already, right? and, and yeah, yeah, it's been. Yeah, the banter. Yeah, the banter's good. Yeah, uh, Billy Dodd and myself, we have a good bit of banter. He's a funny man. Billy Byrne is funny, and and I had John Quigley for a while, and we'd have been in jail if I had to kept John. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> I remember actually a funny story. We were you you guys are too young to remember. Nineteen ninety three league final we played Cork three times, and the third the third match was in Semple Stadium, and the traffic was horrendous. And, and John was travelling with me, John Quigley. And uh, I said, we're not going to be on time, lads. So a uh, motorbike policeman came up came up the road and John jumped out and stopped him. And 
telling the story. So your man came over to my wind, the guard came over to my wind and he said, you stick on my bumper. And we flew, we were as far as the golf club, we were way out, turtles, we wouldn't have made it. Yeah. And we were delayed the match actually after for, for 15 minutes or 20 minutes. So we flew, I flew down into Turles about 70 miles an hour in through and <laughs> the siren on and the boys in Turles now was one of the hardest grounds to get into. Uh, they just opened the gates and we drove in the, so the, the broad coming over the car here to see who the, the, the dignitaries were. So, you know, that's one story. It's hard to remember. There's been so many. Yeah, but like, yeah, there, there was great friendship there, you know, down through the years. Like, mm. you know, you could, and you could tell that whatever about the silly thing, like, I know there's, that, that Facebook with like spatisms and all that but like mm. I don't think that's a fair reflection of you like this is a man that's working Monday to Friday he has all these interests in theatre mm. he loves sport and everything and then you know it's it's easy for someone to just pick out a quick quote and throw it up then on, on Facebook I like, don't give a damn what to yeah. say couldn't care you don't take yourself too seriously no, anyway. no, no no I surely don't no you wouldn't do it if you did yeah yeah no Jesus why would you take yourself seriously yeah dead you right. know, um, I couldn't care what the people say or what they think to be honest yeah doesn't doesn't matter you know it's it's a means that they're listening i suppose it's yeah one way of looking at it yeah but like you must love traveling and going to say yeah the well, far I, end my old in my old job uh, i did seventy thousand miles a year in medical company mm. so i was used to driving i love driving uh yet there's very few stadiums you know in ja we haven't been in haven't been in in uh, mayo now we never we never commentated on mayo and football uh, Mayo um, I think Mayo is the only county ground that we haven't Castlebar is the only, yeah. only county ground that we haven't been in at this stage yeah uh, it is is it is the only one that we haven't done a match on yeah. yeah there's a lot of dressing rooms and they, uh, yeah, yeah. interviews yeah, and everything most of the stadium are, are lovely you know but it's yeah. harder to get to the players nowadays you know? yeah. yeah you have to build a relationship with a manager first and the players yeah. have to trust you and you know, Davy Fitzgerald actually is good in that sense. You know, he doesn't mind who you talk to. Yeah. Very hard to go into losing dressing rooms. I went into losing dressing rooms for years. Yeah. You know, after 96, I thought you were going to win it. 96 was a bonus um, because we were, we were, I was uh, kind of very close in 96. You know, I was at training sessions. I was in yeah. the, when they were having their food in the hotel before the all Ireland final, I was in and, Actually, another good story. We're in having whatever food it was in the in the Talbot Hotel, and uh, Liam Griffin came in and he saw butter on the table and he went mad. He fired these little pieces of butter. The boys weren't allowed butter, so he fired these these little pieces of butter all yeah. over the place and cracked up. <laughs> so uh, that's that's one of the many funny things. Ninety six was fantastic. Uh, yeah. there was something different about it, you know. Uh, they were great guys. They were they were, uh, they trust you. But when they celebrated their tenth year anniversary, they went down to Kerry, and they invited Jane and myself to go with them that yeah. weekend. Yeah, that was great. And, and uh, I remember we we um, there was lots of stories about ninety six. Now this all wouldn't be repeatable to be honest. But uh, there were a great bunch of great bunch of guys, and there was a whole new buzz about the place. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the only problem was you thought it was going to happen every year. Yeah, yeah, and there it is, twenty four years later, and hasn't happened again. Mm, no. Same as the guys in nineteen sixty eight. I remember I was at the All Ireland in nineteen sixty eight, and um, I remember you know this was great. We won everything in sixty eight. Camogie minor. Um, did we win under twenty one? 
we no, I think we only won the one All Ireland in twenty one nineteen sixty three, the first one, I think, or the second one. But uh, you thought this was going to happen every year, you know. But sure, just shows you how hard it is to win it. Yeah, and so the bus on the way down from Cork yeah, I was on the year. bus. Yeah, that would be my memory of ninety six being on the bus. Yeah, uh, I was in the front. The the cup was behind me, and I was kind of standing down at the door. And Paddy Wickham and Liam Griffin were sitting in the front seat, and we used to swap seats. But I stood down at the door, and even when we left Dublin, the minute we left the hotel, you know the flyovers in Dublin, they were lined with even Dublin people. And I have to give credit to Wicklow when we, that time the old road when you drove into Ratnew, there was as many Wicklow people. I mean, really? Was, yeah. yeah, we struggled to get through Ratnew and I couldn't Still believe it. Here. When we got to Arclo, <laughs> when we got to Arclo, I just couldn't believe the crowds in Arclo. Yeah. Now the guards were great. They had, they had a minibus and they were going in front of us. So they had, eight, they had 16 guards in the minibus and eight guards used to walk on either side of the bus in case anybody so they really had a well drill and the, and the, the motorbike guys, outriders in front, nobody messed with them. So we, we came into Gorey and we didn't see a sinner in Gorey. We came in the, the old road and in by Finn's garage and then we stopped to get off the bus and we got on an open top bus and we drove under the railway bridge and there was very few around. There was no Aldi or Littles or there was only the, the garage on the right and when we came up we could hear the noise when we came up the stages at the bottom of Gorey, you know, down where the where the coach house is. Yeah. Right. It was right across the street. So when we got off the bus and walked on and I was I remember going on with George O'Connor in on the stage and we just looked up and there was a sea of people. I'd never seen anything like it. Yeah. It was yeah. it was just a a sea of people and um we went around the back way and then up by the post office and people looking up crying and, and I remember being alongside Link Griffin and we were, there was tears in our eyes, the joy of people. We came out the old, by the post office and on that way to uh, come all and sure. Yeah. We didn't get to Wexford, we left Dublin at half four I think and we didn't get to Wexford till half eleven that night and the place was oh, jammed when we got there. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. well, that's, that's, joy that uh, i know that's a peak in 96 mm. but like you've always loved even when we had those stringers camogie successes like you've mm. always loved bringing the spoils of the success to the listener and you know allowing the player have their moment yeah yeah it's it's uh people forget how hard players train for yeah. just that one hour for that one hour and 10 minutes you know in fact the jays I'm baffled by it that you do too much you do so much training for so few games yeah you know it's been proven if if the COVID-19 has proven anything it's proven that uh, the success of our club championship in Wexford the players can play week in week out they can play every other sport week in week out so why can't they play Jay every week week in week out and any of the players we interview players after every game and they're happy to play week in, week out. They love it, in fact. Because yeah. they know when their season is going to finish. And that's the biggest problem for Jay. Young guys can't plan, you know, they can't plan their holidays. They can't, you know. So I think the whole, I think from a positive, there's not much positives out of the current situation. But the one positive in sports terms, they will have, they will have to have a relook at the fixtures now. Yeah. And I think it'll be for the better. I think people have suddenly realised that maybe I'm a privileged one that been at games, but you know, I think people realise now that games week in, week out is what people want and the club becomes important. You see the effort that the county players have put into their club. Yeah, yeah. Like some match on handling of that the effort he puts in in football and Liam Ryan 
with the Starlights last weekend. Are so. there any standout moments from seeing a match that, that that spring to mind over the years, like a player of individual brilliance or anything like that? Yeah, I would say the Leinster final in 96 was probably one of the best games. It was a fantastic game. Uh, Fitzy made a brilliant save from from uh, Johnny Dooley near near the end of the game. Uh, Jer Cush, I think we gave man of the match that day. That was that was probably the best game. Yeah. Uh, I remember Sean Floyd getting injured at the end of the All Ireland semi final, and nobody saw him. Saw a bad blow on his leg, and it was in injury time, <clears throat> and he wasn't able to play in the All Ireland final. And I was actually on the way to Crow Park for the All Ireland final. I was able to go up to the team. They were eating, some of them were eating beans, but they were eating chicken, all you know, high fiber. And Sean came in, and and um, no, I had left, it, but Sean did come in and talk to the lads, and all the bo- all of the boys would tell you that that inspired them as much as anything. Really? And you remember what George or Sean's misfortune was? George O'Connor's luck because George wouldn't have started. Mm. You know, at 38, he, w- he wouldn't have started because he replaced Sean. Sean would have started. Yeah. So that happens in sport, like that, one yeah. one player's misfortune. and yeah. So, we, yeah, it was, I suppose it's standout moments. Mm. The greatest standout moment in my life was watching Riverdance on the, on the Eurovision. <laughs> I, I was just, you know, the way your heart flutters or you're nearly in tears. Uh, it was it was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. Yeah, must have been fantastic to be there. Just to, maybe it was the pride of being Irish as well. You yeah, know, that was shown. Yeah, that that was a standout moment, not a sport moment, I suppose. Yeah, but that kind of gives the flavor of what you know. Liam Spratt is all about. You know, mm. it, it, everything is embedded in your sport, your identity, your club, your county, your mm. your your passions. Yeah, I suppose we beat the All Blacks in rugby. We very seldom beat them, but recently we beat them, and to be there that night, just you couldn't believe the atmosphere. Um, the atmosphere in the Aviva is not as good as Lansdowne Road in my opinion for soccer or um, I suppose that was Paul McGrath's performance in, in um, the Giant Stadium for Ireland when he could only move his arm two inches he was outstanding that night and the Italian players uh, nearly fighting over who would get his jersey uh, that's, the, that's another standout moment uh, known Paul got to know Paul well since like lovely guy that was a brilliant individual performance from a guy who was injured really shouldn't have started was able to get up in the air without using his left shoulder was he could not he could only move it he had the minimum of movement and didn't tell anybody and the performance he gave against was it Baggio he was marking yeah I think it was uh, yeah that's another standout moment there's loads of standout moments yeah. in your life obviously yeah. you know when your children are born I have two children when they're born um, it's hard to pick one moment over any other. Yeah, I suppose in terms of J ninety six, obviously, mm. uh, watching every day. I watched Mahi Ford was standout moment. Being in Galway and Chum the day he scored four goals, and um, two elderly Galway supporters were sitting down in front of me and after the game. We were, we were talking, and the the turned around and said, "Where did you get that fella?" He said, "I've never. We were coming here years and years, fifty years." He said, "We've never seen anything like it." Mm. And there were four fantastic goals. There weren't easy goals. There was, I think, three with his right foot and one with his left foot. And he has the record of scoring 11 points in Crow Park from play, which hasn't been better yet. You know, he he was quite simply the best footballer I ever saw. I I, I used to go watch him in training. I used to have to bring my son, Cahill, to watch him in training when he was young. Yes. He was just 
different class. You got your bug as well for sport and everything. Yeah, different gravy. Yeah, oh yeah, Carl well, Sam and Eva, yeah. yeah. She's an actress actually. Is she? Yeah, yeah, yeah I love her. Yeah. <laughs> so um Matty would was definitely uh Wishy Fogarty was my uh counter Yeah, Kerry Man. Was my was my opposite in Kerry. He he won a couple of Ireland's which I didn't win but I won him in drama actually, but anyway. Uh so he he um he uh, said that Matty Ford would have got on any Kerry team of any generation. Yeah. And we had a This Is Your Life for Matty Ford. Maybe you were at it, but it was it was a great night here in Gorey. And Michal Amor Hurtick was there and Michal said he would have made any Kerry team. He's in yeah. his top five footballers of all time. Yeah. 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 So, you know, uh, to see the likes of him, I suppose my best Wexford hurler would probably be Liam Dunn, really. Uh, Jerry Ford and myself. I remember when he launched his book. Jerry Ford and myself spent two nights. We we wanted a video running in the background when he launched his book, by written by Damien Lawler, who's a good friend of mine, and um, we we sat two nights watching videos. Jerry had a video system where we could take clips out, and I went through certain matches. We had enough television. I went through certain matches to pick out this his skill to show on the night. And I think we, we finished at seven o'clock in the morning to get ready. The book would be launched that night, that night, uh, the following night. And uh, just to see, just to go through uh, the things he did, you know, he had everything. Uh, DJ Carey is probably the best forward I've ever seen. I would have question. I wouldn't even put anyone. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't think. A lot of people say Henry Shefflin, Shefflin was brilliant, all right. But I think Cody was just different gravy. Um and Matty in football, they were my two, you know, and Liam yeah. Dunn from a Wexford point of view. Mark, do you Robbie to... will be delighted with that. Yes. Liam Dunn, Robbie yeah. is a our sound man is a relative of Liam. Yeah, yeah, you? yeah. yeah. Not saying it because he's there now. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Liam was like a butterfly floating on on ice. I often said about him. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> no, you don't get hit, but it is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Graceful, I suppose. Well, you know how graceful a butterfly is, and you know how graceful you can oh, be. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, he used to glide around the place. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't uh, soft either. No, small enough man, so he couldn't afford to be soft. Yeah, I never would associate a done with softness. Sorry. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I have a few light hard would you rather questions for you Liam if you don't mind yeah yeah, yeah. Them? All right. so. would I rather be a woman <laughs> <laughs> this is a safe space Liam if you want to come out with that <laughs> uh, the first one is this actually I can't believe this came up but would you rather host a Sunday game or the Eurovision ah Sunday game Sunday game yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a year round listen. gig you have to listen to much shite songs on the <laughs> You'd have to interview Dustin the turkey then. As yeah, a, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, would you rather have an MMA fight with Marty Morrissey or Marty Whelan? Uh, either I know both of them. Um, <laughs> what do you reckon? You'd I don't. Think? I don't rate MMA. Incidentally, I don't call it a sport at all. I call it tuggery. <laughs> so I, I would object again to the ring with either of them. I'd let them fight each other. Yeah, you were coming to hell, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've watched this show now, but would you rather appear on the reality show Love Island or Celebrity Banished Door? Certainly not Love Island. No. <laughs> if I was 50 years younger, yeah. 40 years younger, yeah. 45 years younger, yeah. Love Island, yeah. 
Oh, you didn't, did you follow it? No. No, I didn't. Not a great reality TV guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you rather Wexford won in All Ireland or it started raining money? <laughs> Wexford won in All Ireland. Yeah, I was no. thinking that now. Yeah. Uh, money will only get you so far. That's it, yeah. It's overrated. Mm. That's true. Provide you, have an, provide you have enough of it, of course. Right, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had a mon- we had a monk on last week. Oh, so yeah, this is why yeah, this yeah. question came into my mind. Now, would you rather live in a monastery or a hut in the Amazon rainforest? I'd love to live in a hut in the Amazon rainforest. Would you? Yeah. Why is that not? I just love the whole thing about South America. I've often loved to go there, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it would be cool, wouldn't it? See yeah. the Amazon and things like that. I think that. I'd crack up in the monastery. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Especially a silent one. Yeah, I know. I think I I think they, yeah, definitely. The, yeah, well, on. the monk we had on last week, but definitely wasn't silent. So, no. <laughs> was he? <laughs> Did he answer that one? Uh, no, no, I didn't ask him that oh, one. he should have. Yeah. Uh, would you rather be a professional kickboxer or a professional beatboxer? Uh, neither. Neither. <laughs> I'm beep- I thought beatboxing there before. Yeah. Meet the media. Uh, would you rather live in a world where all mythical creatures are real or none of them are real? So I just I need to explain this question a bit better. <laughs> so in terms of all mythical creatures being real, so that's good and bad. Mm. So you'd have Santi, the Tooth Fairy, Easter Bunnies and Elves. Mm. But you'd also have the bad, which would be Banshees, Werewolves and Zombies. Or none, which is like, you right. could arguably be I think I prefer to live in a world where there would be reality. Yeah, it'd be far more interesting. Ah, uh, would you? Yeah. Right, Craig. Yeah, wouldn't be great passing by a graveyard, man. You know, every lad fucking cheats standing on the wall, throwing turf at you. Would you rather the call up to commentate on the All Ireland final or get the call back to go hurling junior B? Uh, I know I wasn't. I was. I was a footballer. I, I was a shite hurler to be honest. <laughs> Couldn't hit the ball out my way, but I know commentating All Ireland final. Yeah, uh, might get the privilege before I die. You know. <laughs> Thank you. Will. Would you rather find a cure for the coronavirus or a cure for the Cork accent? The Cork accent. <laughs> I don't mind the Cork accent. Why? I think it's great. Uh, uh, the corona, obviously. The corona. Uh, the last one, then. Would you rather you didn't come here this evening or have you enjoyed your Paper Tuesday's experience? I, I always enjoy talking about sport. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's your star sign? I'm a Gemini twin. Oh, Gemini. There's another fellow out in the car there. <laughs> the other, the other. I didn't bring him in. <laughs> Liam, it's time to take a hold of the microphone of your own life. With Saturn storming into Mercury, the world is ready to hear your authentic message. Speak the truth before it's forced out into the open. Venus's imminent retrograde may send your levels into the red zone, but if you keep hydrated, you'll have no problem humming away, bringing joy to those around you. Now, do you write that, Michael? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I sit down. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't read your horoscope, but uh, no, 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 no. Well, now that's one to take take in, yeah. into consideration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he will. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Liam, you're Maybe last. I will start reading. <laughs> yeah. And the last uh, we've a uh, game now. The best thirty seconds of your life is what we call it, and this is where mm. we'd like you to list as many sports as you can in as, in thirty seconds. So we'll get the clock ready now. I'll keep score here. Thank you. So, Liam Spratt, as many sports in 30 seconds. 3, 2, 1, Cricket, go. cricket rugby, rugby union, uh, baseball, 
American football, soccer, J, or sorry, hurling football, ladies football, camogie, uh, tennis, uh, archery, um, athletics, um, wrestling. Ten seconds. Uh, wrestling, uh, uh, horse racing, swimming, um, diving. That was good. You did well. Our top score is 20 from the Monk last week. So we'll see if you beat the Monk. 17. Oh, three short of a lead, but I think you're third on the leaderboard. Yeah. So that's not a bad score altogether. It's not easy when you started, is it? No. No. <laughs> yeah, because you forget the ones you've said. I forgot golf and. Golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The obvious ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah the <laughs> obvious ones. Yeah. That's show business, Liam, I'm afraid. Liam, <laughs> 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 it's a great pleasure. Thanks so much for coming up. Uh, this evening mm. uh, thanks Definitely. so much no for problem lads yeah, thanks for yeah delighted yeah. and keep so, up the great work we're seeing the All Ireland yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the All Ireland podcast competition yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the only place I'll be playing